Hello, newsies. Uh, welcome to another episode, uh, episode 66, so three off the big one. Episode 66 of Get the Flick Out of Here. Uh, I'm your host, uh, Alex, and this is Kate, and Kate's at a professional podcast conference. I am, or I she was. She gave a keynote speech yesterday. I'm, all, I'm very important. All about thanking me for giving her a start in the business. So it's just like uh, I want to thank you. A half hour of praising Alex and burying mm-hmm. Sean. Um, no, I did talk about commitment to bits, though, and the importance of it. So Yes, which we do not know way. anything about uh, in our no. work. I was like, this is, this is what I've heard is important. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wing it. Um, (laughs) sorry for the late start. Uh, my computer decided to force a restart on me at like two minutes to show time. And I was like, that's not, that's not a lesson or you're not allowed to do that. So, um, Alex, I think it's safe to say we are not techers. Okay. I've got this setup going. Mm -hmm. You've got a computer that's like, I'll just start when I feel like restarting. It's such a rebellious teenager. It is. Tell me what to do, dad. Um, Well, boy, oh boy, did we have some familial relationships mm -hmm. to navigate. And what is Mm -hmm. one of the most indefensible movies I think that we've ever done. Okay. I okay, so, so I I'll, let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit, okay? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I should have known, okay. Mm-hmm. I should have known when this movie was available nowhere except yes. in a low res version on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, that means it's doing so little, people don't even bother to copyright strike it on YouTube Mm-mm. because it's that bad. And I also should have known mm. because I saw a Twitter interaction with you and my friend Ryan mm-hmm. from the Mark Order podcast, mm-hmm. and I got an aggressive text saying, "You better effing defend this movie." And I was like, you know what? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll lean in. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll uh-huh. just be like, you know what, Alex? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. it was bad, but it was a fun watch, and here's why. This mm-hmm. was awful. Like, uh, like I can't do it with this. Like, I can't even. I can't even pretend. Like this um, is this is yeah. one of the ones where you're like, how on earth did this get made? Like, how does a movie with zero redeeming qualities get made? And not zero redeeming qualities and like, haha, it fell apart. Like, oh my God, this was so um, boring and bad. In a rare, um, uh, shocking turn of events, I'm going to defend this uh, uh, more than you are. Still, spoiler alert, going to get it to flick out of here. But it's, it's close. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. I'm sorry. It's uh, and I and I'll I'll, ch- I'll chalk that up to nostalgia. <laughs> Are we in bizarro world? I'm gonna chalk it up to nostalgia. Um, okay, here's uh, where here's my immediate problem. It's called Surf Ninjas, okay? Right. Surf, great. Yeah. Ninjas, great. Yeah. Surf yeah. ninjas, sure. Should be phenomenal. Should be. Yeah. Not phenomenal. Uh, there's no way. There's no way I will sit here and tell you this is a good movie, or as your horribly misguided friend Ryan <laughs> says, an instant classic. There's no way I'll sit here and defend it as such. It's not good, but there are there are for the target audience, which was preteen boys in 1993. I will tell you, it was a home run. 
And that's and that's a that, that's it, it has a target audience and it meets its target audience expectations. That is at bare minimum what a movie should do. Looking back on it 30 years later because this is the 30th anniversary was last year um and Ernie Reyes uh Jr. tweeted out hey Someone... third, happy 30th anniversary um, keep track of the anniversary of the release of this movie. Well, no, Ernie, this is a major starring vehicle for its star, Ernie Reyes Jr. And this is for four preteen boys at the time. I feel like this is a thing. Like I, it had barely not... had babes. It barely had babes. Preteen, preteen, preteen right. boys. Okay. Not teenage boys. They're not watching this crap. But it's like between the ages of 9 and 11. My brother was 10 when this came out. and We watched the first time. If you had asked him at, at a, as a 10-year-old boy, what is your favorite movie of all time? He would have said Surf Ninjas without batting an eye. Okay? That is the kind of thing this was aiming for. Okay? Looking back on it now, the best I can say about it is that it is a supremely silly movie. Like, that's being generous with all of the ridiculousness about it. Is that it is it is silly and trying to be silly, as opposed to so many things that we watch that is silly and it's not trying to be silly. Um, this is silly while trying to be silly. checking my calendar real quick because... You're being so generous that I thought maybe we were getting close to Christmas, like sooner than I thought, because no. you got to be in a jolly mood for this one. It was at least attempting to be silly, but I got to say for such an extensive plot mm-hmm. that involves royalty and surfing mm-hmm. and ninjas, it's so boring. Like, well, yes, there are, there are certainly parts of the movie that are incredibly boring. Uh, I've been like sure. 20 minutes in through the rest of this was waiting for, for Rob Schneider to turn heel. Oh no, no, no! Yeah. You're you're watching the movie wrong if you think Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider's a comedy sidekick. He's never turning heel. But when he was like, "This is why I thought," I I immediately gave this you too expected much far too much of this movie. I if did. you thought there was going to be a big swerve at the end, where Rob Schneider, who's been saying no, I'm the real king the whole time, tries to usurp the throne from his best friend. No, that was never a thing that was going to happen. Well, so. I guess we can just talk about the stupid movie. (laughs) It was when he like refused to get in the ocean with them initially when he was like, I'm waxing my surfboard Mm -hmm. just over here waxing my surfboard that I was like, because he knows. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So um, the 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 best thing that I could the, the way you can describe this movie very quickly like if it was like on the back of the dvd cover which yes i bought the dvd because i could not stand the low res version on youtube and i'm going to send it to my brother as a as a birthday gift um i did i i i spent money on the dvd of this because it's going to double as me re-watching it during the week as i do with all of our picks and then i'm going to send it to my brother as a birthday present Oh my and God. I, he's he's gonna really dig it, um, and it's hey. So honestly, it's a double double use. It's thing. not anyway. even that you're sending him the DVD; it's that it's going to be a used copy of the DVD that makes mm-hmm. me even more excited about this. Um, <laughs> Please let us know his reaction and circle oh, back. He's gonna love it. Um, uh, this 
It's about two kids growing up in what appears to be Santa Monica area of Los Angeles. And a guy with an eye patch comes and tells them that they're actually a, a long lost crown princes of an island nation off the coast of Vietnam. And it was uh, usurped years ago by an evil foreign mercenary played by Leslie Nielsen for some reason. And uh, Leslie Nielsen has half a face because one time he got stepped on by an elephant. And they have to go and take back the throne, as is their destiny. Also, Rob Schneider is in it. That is the that is the that is the movie. That's the also movie. That's the movie. Um, uh, so the 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 beginning just shows them surfing, as as you would. It's half of the title, uh, and then a ninja shows up. He's dressed as a homeless guy, but he's a ninja. He's got an eye patch. And uh, this is this is honestly um, kind of fun because Ernie Reyes Jr., who um, a year before uh, played the pizza delivery boy uh, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part Two, um, an infinitely better ninja movie than this one. Um, uh, he is in there, and his his father plays Zatch, the guy with the eye patch. So I thought that was kind of cool that father and son got to do a movie together. That's fine. Um, I'm but, so sorry that this is your father's son legacy. Yeah, I know it's true. Um, so um, they, uh, the next thing that we see is them um, at the breakfast table with their dad, who is obviously not their dad from the very beginning. He's he's a he's a very big, fat, gruff, sixty-ish uh, white guy um, named Mac, who's like, "Did you do your homework? Oh no, better go." And so they have some some really poorly written, I'm not going to defend it, banter between the kids and the dad. And then we see um, uh, the shadowy figure sneaking into the kitchen and picking up a knife. And then they walk into the kitchen and they see that it's actually um, Rob Schneider who is uh, making breakfast. He's chopping up chives and to make an omelet or something. Uh, hilarity ensues. He is, he is like, don't you have parents? I mean, my parents are in the biosphere. Um, don't you know? Cause uh, they, they, they're in Arizona living in the biosphere. There's plants, animals in there and people, and nobody's allowed in or out. So I won't see them again until uh, 2004. Uh, but anyway, how's it going? You want an omelet? Um, don't stop wearing my boxer shorts as outerwear. Bump bomb. Uh, I feel like don't you have parents is an aggressive thing. Yeah, basically. Say it someone and also especially, especially when he has adopted two children. Matt. And they are like very clearly close friends, so you wouldn't know mm -hmm. if he had parents and where they are. Well, yeah, I mean kinda. Very weird um, choice of dialogue. But yeah. uh yeah. I will say the opening sequence, I this is probably why my expectation is too high. I was in because we got surfing. We got a ninja right away. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just wanted yeah. more surfing um, than ninja. Uh, so I, I took copious notes on the notes app uh, for this one. Um, Zatz beats up a bunch of ninjas who were there to, to obviously kill the kids. If you didn't know they were there, they were there to kill the kids, he says in a very clunky voiceover that they were there to kill the kids. Like, I knew they had come to kill the princes. I must defend them. Um uh, and then um, they take a ride to school in Rob Schneider's um, Jeep thing with note and top. And they moto surf, which is where they stand on the chairs while 
Rob Schneider drives. He's also standing on the chairs. I don't know how he uses the brakes or the or the gas. Um, but moto surfing is such a thing that there's a, a a phenomenon of it where the cops are known to look out for moto surfers. They they show a cop pulling over a different car that is moto surfing. Um, that's a thing. Um, so right away, um, uh, Rob Schneider's supposed to be in high school. He was he was thirty at the time this was made, um, and very famously since he was going on, on Live, forty, like- yeah, uh, he was he was thirty. Um, very famously on Saturday Night Live and not a teenager. So right. And that he, was the he beginning of this. He's not a young looking 30. No. That's what I mean. Uh-huh. Like, no, they, they the do. The roster a, does not look they, 17. Yeah. yeah. They, they do a joke of, um, they're talking about, oh, how do I get out of my homework? I know. I'll say that I was so upset last night when I found out I was adopted. Um, you were adopted last night? No, genius. Um, what if I was adopted? What if my dad was actually a king? I'd definitely be out of the 11th grade by now. Which means he's a junior and he's been held back, let's say, twice. Maybe five or six times. Um, if the joke is that's why he looks so old, because he's actually in his mid-20s and he's such an idiot that he got held back several years that's one joke but then that becomes a problem why is he hanging out with a 15 year old who's his best friend if he's actually 23 that's weird um yeah if this dude goes to prom i'm creeped out it's on yeah it is weird um but uh when um they get to school um there's a motorcade and this is when johnny the oldest ernie reyes jr um realizes that he forgot he had to make a speech today welcoming the babu ram which is a holy man from an unnamed southeast asian country um who is visiting the high school for unknown reasons the principal gives him a lecture making sure hey man i know you want to hang 10 and be groovy but this is very serious i trust you have you have done your your homework and and done a thing oh sure it's all planned out uh i'm screwed what am i gonna do i know i found these random acapella guys dressed in choir outfits i'll just tell them to back me up while i sing to the babu ram baba ran no i did not blow by moto surf ryan i i spent 30 seconds dissecting moto surf and how dumb it is okay i will defend i will defend this movie more than your friend kate don't you dare accuse me of blowing by stuff that I very clearly covered. 30 seconds too long, I would say, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I would like to move Ryan into the acquaintance category if he's going to try and defend this as opposed mm-hmm. to a friend, mm-hmm. perhaps just a co-host. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I honestly, I was like, you're not a very good teacher. If like the Barbara is coming and this is the first time you've checked in with this kid about this assignment. Seems mm-hmm. like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. you should have before the morning of, especially this kid is notoriously yeah. unprepared. And mm-hmm. also, uh, adopted dad. Not it, doing a great job. Maybe check no. in with your kid. Right. Well, he does. He always asks them, did you do your homework? And they just automatically say no without considering what their homework used was and, <laughs> and how they would have done it. 
So that's their fault. He does check in. Did you do your homework? But the other thing is you are a high school in Metro Los Angeles. And the reason that you have picked this kid, you say yourself, is because he is an Asian, he's an Asian student. Why I'm assuming you've got more than one of those in Metro Los Angeles. Maybe pick the one who's gonna be valedictorian and not the one who never shows up to class because he's surfing all the time. Maybe that would be your best bet as a principal. There are quite a few ethnic and heritage issues with this movie. Uh, yes. Which we'll yep. get into. This we'll get into. We, we, we will get into. We will get into Rob Schneider's, I'm assuming, improvised casual racist remarks that exist through the entire film. Um, we will get into those when they happen. And speaking um, Spanish to clearly Asian people as well. <laughs> Um, so, uh, he, um, so he, he gets a bunch of choir guys to help him sing a rendition of Barbara Ann by the, by the Beach Boys, but Baba Ram instead. Um, and, and the Baba Ram in the front row is taken aback by this. Um, so he is, he gets, and weren't we all mortified, Alex? We, we are all mortified for him. On, on his behalf. Of course. Um, uh, Adam, meanwhile, is uh, f- uh, failing geography in, uh, in... This is a junior slash senior high school. Um, doesn't know where so Spain that, is. Doesn't know where Spain is. Um, I did I did appreciate his wonderful Eddie Haskellness of, some say Spain is here, but those people are wrong. Still, there is some school of so- thought that says Spain is here. Those people too are wrong. I I, I appreciated that. Um, but there's a ninja who's sneaking in, uh, uh, into the window, going to throw a ninja star at him. But Zatch is there, hobo Zatch, to 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 knock him out. Um, at this point, so, I was very in on this movie. No, I was oh, like, wow. I was like little kid who did that scene actually pretty well. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was quippy, and then a ninja just popping up in the classroom window out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I think what I wanted was more surf ninjas and less plot. Mm. Um, I don't care about what they're going to do. I just want ninjas popping up in their everyday yeah. lives. So Adam is failing uh, sixth grade geography. And um, I- I'm assuming that uh, that Johnny was expelled from school. I would hope for, the, so. for this for this little stunt. Um, it's never, this is the on. only day that they spend in Los Angeles in the movie. So... <laughs> Um, we'll see. Um, they go surfing after school. Got to go surfing in the morning before school and surfing in the afternoon after school. They go, um, Rob Schneider has to stop and put more wax on his board. The funny thing is the board is full of wax, like clumps and clumps of clumps of wax. So he can't go into the, into the water. Um, Rob Schneider, we find out like doesn't surf, can't surf. I don't know why he's, it's re it's extra creepy that he's hanging out with these surfing proteges who are perhaps seven years younger than him at the earliest, and he can't surf himself. You know? It is... I remember there was an episode of Safe by the Bell where Mr. Belding shows up to the kid's house with a pizza, and I was like, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not playful or funny. I didn't realize Mm -hmm. it at the time, but as Mm -hmm. an adult, he, like, lays on Zach's bed with a pizza, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. what is happening? That's kind of how I felt about this, of, like... 
guy who can't surf hanging out with 15 year olds is clearly double their age. This is why I thought we were going to get a heel turn. No. Was like, none of this works or makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, but it's said what we get. You have to, have to, you have to approach this movie assuming nothing works or makes sense. Okay. And it's not like a like a swerve because nothing makes sense. Yeah, Therefore, but I am your young grasshopper, so now everything is ruined for me. I know, I know, I know. This it's is terrible. all your fault. Uh, Ryan Sullivan with references uh, that we haven't gotten to yet, so they won't make any sense to anybody. Kwansu, dudes, what <laughs> if you guys didn't hate this movie? See, now you love this instant classic. It is amazing. Um, uh, he he begged me to read it, it now, and he and nobody has the context for what those things mean. Says sketchy, so I apologize if you covered it, but I believe Alex has Rob Schneider's power, so please read my super chat. Nobody in this, nobody watching this has any idea what Rob Schneider's superpower is yet. I was going to save your super chat until I explained to people what Rob Schneider's superpower was so they would get your joke. But now you begged for me to read it now, so I have to do it now, Ryan. I'm not, almost, I'm going to start your little dancing this movie monkeys, out of Ryan. spite for you, Good. okay? Good. Just Get back on the leave side it alone. I am I am all set to give this movie two out of four stars. Okay? But if you keep it up, it's going down to one and a half. Okay. Um, You're going to give surfing. this two out of four stars? Yeah, I was going to give it two out of four stars. Um, uh, there's a spear gun attack. Um, the guy, a, 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 a scuba diving ninja with a spear gun. Again, gonna, very anonymous. I uh, 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 was going to assassinate them while surfing, but f- forgets to calculate that uh, there's there's surfboards, so he gets hit by one. And then, and I thought this was very clever. Um, uh, we see his corpse wash up onto the beach with one wave, and a little boy making a, a sandcastle doesn't see it, but his dog does. And then the wave ro- rolls him back out to sea, and the dog runs after it. I thought that was a cute little moment. Okay, I thought the way that was shot was awesome. My issue with it is we see his spear gun fall to the bottom of the ocean. So why is he dead? Just because he got hit by a surfboard? He's- he got he got hit. He got hit. Well, he's definitely unconscious. He got not he got hit in the head with a with a oh, okay. Unconscious with, with I can surfboard. I can buy. Yeah. But I was he's definitely unconscious. Like, I was like, that feels like and, and any bump on the head that is enough to knock you out could also kill you. That's true. It just felt like it went from zero to sixty really fast. It did um, that night. But I loved that cinematically. It was really fun. And also, they, didn't we get a scene right before this where he's like, "Those kids need to die tonight" or something? Leslie Nielsen, I think. Oh like no, no, we, we, I haven't, I haven't gotten into the Leslie. Let, let's let's bring them along slowly for the Leslie Nielsen stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, um, Max, I'm, tr- I'm trying to lead the dance. Is my yeah. is my toxic um, trait right now? I just need to let you walk us through surf ninjas because your notes are better than mine. Because <laughs> mine are just like this is awful. What? Right. <laughs> They're hanging out at Max uh, Beachside Grill called Did Max you? Surf and Turf. Ah, surfing turf like surfing turf. It's a joke. Like about. Um, and then um, uh, Zach uh, shows up, and they say he's a homicidal maniac only because he has a, an eye patch, which is that's eye patch racist. That is, like, first of all, everybody in AEW is homicidal. Then, second of mm-hmm, all, mm-hmm. that is eye patch racist. My God. Um. So, and then you see Mac, who sees this guy, 
with the eye patch, walk up to the window of 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 his restaurant, and he just goes, and the camera like pushes way in on him, and he goes, Zatch. So Mac knows who this guy is, but I think, and this is why I'm 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 leaning towards uh, the two stars, Mark, because the stuff that is bad is bad and unforgivable, but. There is something of this thing here of um, when we figure out how these kids are here and adopted by Mac and everything, that there is an easy way for the movie to um, to just uh, have everything explained to them. When Zatch shows up, Mac, if, if the next scene doesn't happen, Mac walks over and says, Zatch, you're here. Uh, what is, what's happening? And they say, Dad, do you know this guy? I do. And then Mac and Zatch sit down and explain the whole situation to Johnny and Adam. And because Johnny and Adam inherently trust their adoptive father, the movie has takes a completely different turn. Um, or in a much in a much worse so so of this, the movie never tells you why Mac won't tell them to, to believe Zatch. Zatch shows up, Mac immediately recognizes him, and then the ninjas attack the shop. And there's a big fight scene during which Mac is kidnapped and Zatch escapes with the boys. So we never get an opportunity. So there's a there's a we know Zatch and Mac and Mac are connected, but the boys don't know that at all. And we don't know how they're connected which could creates intrigue. Now the movie does nothing with the intrigue, but it does have that very important plot point where the intrigue is created, which is way more than other movies of this calendar caliber would ever do. Um, if you guys need anything from Alex, ask for it today. Okay. Cause he's clearly in a good mood. Very generous. Very generous um, today. Um, there's a guy who fights Mac during this big fight scene between ninjas and Zatch. Um, there's a guy who fights uh, Mac, and he says, you're getting old, Mac! So the ninjas know who Mac is. That's a plot point. That's interesting. We, we, why would they know Mac? We're going to find out later why they know Mac. Um, so um, the, the, there's an escape, and um, they, they jump off of the, the pilings to the pier, uh, off of the pier to the, to the sand below, and then, um, like, what happened? We got to go back for our dad. And then Zatch disappears because he's a ninja. So ninjas disappear like, like bibbity bobbity boo disappear, not like vanish into the shadows, just like wink out of existence. So, like, like in a supernatural way. Yeah. Um, um, part of my struggle with this movie is part of the same struggle I had with Trading Mom, where I'm like, I don't really feel like the dad and the kids love each other. And then the kids are about to, spoiler alert risk their lives several times to try and recover their dad. Right, right. So, um, <clears throat> just like the lack of emotional appeal between father and adopted right. sons. Like, they could be adopted and not feel like I adopted you. Well, of- there's, there's, a, there's a difference um, between foster kids who, like, re- like it's we know that you're not our dad, but you're you're kind to us, and we, we, give, we rib you, and, like, like, we love like living with your house as opposed to an orphanage. That's nice. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, but we don't have a real connection to you. Um, Adam, we find out was adopted by Mac 
when he was one day old. So he has a real connection to this person as his father figure. Um, and and El Johnny was four. So like he definitely has known his entire life that he has memories of as this guy is his father. It's not like you're ribbing a good-natured uncle. Like is what this does feel like. It feels like they love Mac yes. as an uncle. And that's the thing about this movie is that I don't think the movie ever considers that they could really love Mac as a real father. But they do love him as an uncle. And that's not possible considering how long they've known him. It does feel like both their parents died in a car accident eight months ago. And they've been living with their uncle who yes. they know is a good dude, but they don't have a connection with him. But that's not possible considering how long they've known him and been relying on him. It's also probably tricky because, like, your other father figure is just, like, your high school peer. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so this is where uh, uh, we should talk about. There's a guy uh, living in a... Uh, only I knew that these princes... Um, were, their, were Their real home is an, uh, is an island 13,000 miles away. Put a pin in that number because I'll explain later why that's not a thing. But um, and it's now being I ruled love movie geography. I, I love it because you know why? You know why I love it so much? Because all it would take is a simple. Well, I guess Google wasn't a thing in 1993, but you like, could find this information maps out. Were and globes were. Yes, and... yes, yes. <sighs> um, anyway, um, now ruled by an evil, an evil man. And so we should we see Leslie Nielsen. And that's his face, like this side of his face. And then um uh then he turns this way, and this whole face is like all metal and robotic. Okay. So that's that's the thing. He's got half a face. Okay, there you go. That's all we need to know about that for now. Um so they go back to the restaurant and Mac's not there. And um and and um Zatch shows up there. I don't know why he disappeared, only to reappear right back here again. But he's where he tells them, "You are crown princes." Like, yeah, and like, and and um, Rob Schneider says, "I knew it. I knew I was actually a king. I'm really a prince. Like, not you. They are crown princes." Listen, uh, Rob, open up your king ears. Yeah, it's um, always about you, thirty year old high schooler. Right, it's like I am the real king, um, and they, they they don't ex they don't accept their crown princes. They they walk off, they run off. They don't really believe this. But um, but uh, Rob Schreier's like, what a cool thing! You're using them as a decoy. I know I'm obviously the real king. That's a very good decoy. Um, we won't tell them. Um, hey guys, I'm gonna go call the cops. Good, you you go keep them busy. Um, so the way he keeps the them busy. Thing about plucky comedy sidekicks is they're supposed to be funny. I know. He was not. He was mostly racist and bad. Um, the uh, this this is where they store, store, tell the story of Patusan, which Adam thinks he says Portasan, which is uh, uh, you know port like little portable toilets. That's, that's it. It says fourth thirteen thousand miles away. There's no such place because. You wouldn't use that. You'd, that is further than halfway around the world. Right. So you would just go the opposite direction. <laughs> because it would be a shorter amount of miles. They actually tell you exactly where this place is, Kate. 
It is off the coast of Vietnam. It doesn't actually exist. Don't look for it on any actual maps. But they show you on a map where it's supposed to exist. Do you know how far away that is? 8,000 miles. All they got to do is tell you that it's 8,000 miles away. Like, just Dwight, 13,000 miles away. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a possibility from lost, whatever. 4,000 for 4,000 years. One line of warrior kings ruled Patusan as the most peaceful place on earth. For 4,000 years, it was ruled by a line of warrior kings as the most peaceful place on earth. Why would you need to be warrior kings if it was the most peaceful place on earth? Uh, who, are you war- who are you warring with to become warrior kings if it's the most peaceful place on earth? Because they keep the peace by having a reputation of being warriors. I guess. But a, a, a reputation how? Oh, my great, 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 great grandfather saw this, saw this, this guy's so, so long great grandfather fight some other dude because they haven't fought in 4,000 Did you consider that perhaps it wasn't like war, war, but it was like they were shooting down the walls of heartache, bang, bang. They were the warrior. I had not thought of that. You're welcome. So there's the birth of Crown Prince Adham. You're Get just it? skating by Adam. my amazing. It's an amazing reference. Listen, so much of our comedy is you making a silly remark and me and me no selling it. Come on, you know how this works. Um, <laughs> so um, this is the birth, celebrating the birth of Adham. Adham. Adam, get it? So he's a he's an infant, okay? Um, and then there's a crown prince, Yauni, like Johnny, who is destined to be a great warrior like his father. Um, everything is prophesied. Um, oh, I was al- actually able to pick up on the subtlety of that, believe it or also, not. Also, yeah, also prophesied bloodshed on this exact day. Which to me is like, if this is prophecy and you guys actually believe in prophecies, start doing stuff to make sure this doesn't happen. Like, it's a weird deal. Like, um, uh, it, the prophecy of a, of, a, of a horrible coup led by a foreign mercenary, Colonel Chi. And I want to know is how foreign. Because <laughs> the foreign mercenary, Leslie Nielsen is the foreign mercenary they chose um, also, Colonel Chi is as Asian a name as you could possibly get, but Leslie Nielsen. Like, Asian, but Leslie Nielsen is not a thing you can do, but they did it. He's wearing, like, a full Shogun warrior outfit. Um, Alex, like, if his name is Leslie, strike one. Like, he can't be Asian. If no. his last name is Nielsen, <laughs> strike two. He no. can't be Asian. If his name um, is Leslie Nielsen and his voice sounds like that. Uh-huh. Right. Um, Leslie Nielsen uh, is the guy who gives Zatch the cut on his face, which led to an eye patch. So there's history between them. Um, also, the re- why did why did Colonel Chi attack and want to kill everybody? Ah, but it was prophecy that one day that on the 16th birthday, the uh, Crown Prince Yauni would ascend to the throne and be the one to set his people free, um, which was a threat to Colonel Chi. Okay, well, if you know this is the prophecy, this is the prophecy you have, 
And, and what it requires is that Crown Prince Yauni would be the one to ascend to the throne and set his people free. All you have to do is set your people free bef- without needing the kid to do it. And then you broke the prophecy. Why are all the people enslaved? Oh, is it because it's the most peaceful nation on earth? Because because you keep everybody as slaves? Come on. Let's figure figure this out. This benevolent warrior king who keeps all the people as slaves. Listen, eventually my kid will get around to freeing all of you. I can't possibly do it because he is prophesied to do it. We got to buy into that. It's ridiculous. Um, when I was ridiculous as... Um, Two stars, um, you say. Um, yeah. Uh, Leslie Nielsen um, getting uh, stepped on <laughs> by a runaway elephant. He gets his face stepped on by a runaway elephant, which is why he's got half a face. That was how he got his face stepped on by an elephant. There are so many things wrong with this. Um, One, I think if you got your step, half your face stepped on, you're dead by an elephant? Yes. Oh, no. He's wearing a Shogun helmet, so I guess that protects him. But not you're enough. You're super dead if it's an, you're super if dead. it's an elephant. You're super super dead. The other super thing dead. is like, why did the face reparation process mm-hmm. make you a robot? This felt very golden face mm-hmm. from Threat mm-hmm. Level Midnight, mm-hmm. and that is a parody of that is supposed to be bad. That was more cohesive than the explanation we got here. Mm-hmm. So um, Zatch is able to escape with the with the boys, leaving everyone else to die horribly at the hands of a man who just got his face stepped on by an elephant. Like I hope he had a really good like second in command, because that dude is deader than dead, um, or at least if somehow he survived, needed a lot of time to convalesce. So I like if just in case I get stepped on by an elephant, you're in charge. And make sure you kill everybody, you know? Kind of yeah, thing. that's a that's a tall ask from a number two. Um so Mac was a former American sailor. He was very loyal to the to the to the king for many years. So that's who I entrusted these these children to. I why I didn't just take them, I don't know, but I got I had to give them to Mac so he could take them to Los Angeles, I guess, and open up a burger shop. Um that burger shop's been there a very long time. Certainly longer than eleven years, which is weird. Um, so Leslie Nielsen is in charge of Patusan now, Colonel Chi. Um, he just does a bunch of Leslie Nielsen stick that was taken out of a uh, the cutting room floor of a Naked Gun movie, which is 100%. he's got he's he's got an answering machine that he has an outgoing. This is Colonel Chi. Leave a message for the beep. Don't hang up. And as he runs up there, he picks up the phone, and they hung up. He's very angry. And then somebody else calls. It says, yes, yes, kill the children. Kill them. Kill them. Also, did you hang up earlier? Uh, and they th- throws, the, throws the phone. I just have on my notes. Can we just watch Naked Gun instead? <laughs> mm. um, so we find out also, while he's helping a, 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 a cohort named Manchu sharpen an electric knife. Like, like, a, like a grandpa would use to cut the Thanksgiving turkey in 1981. Um, a giant electric knife. He's helping him sharpen it on a whetstone. Um, and then Manchu takes it and he walks away and the, the cord is wrapped around Leslie Nielsen's foot 
So he falls almost into the water. And then he's like, do you realize what happens if this battery pack gets wet? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let me, maybe I will, uh, I will give you something to remember. So you'd never forget what happens if this gets wet. And he threatens to cut off his penis with an electric knife, but then the phone rings again. So he has to go and pick it up. Um, question. If water getting on your battery pack is such a problem, why is your dungeon full of water? There are rivers running through the entire dungeon. Perhaps you could, if you're a dic dictator, you could see to seal up whatever it is that's bringing water in through that, those, those naturally flowing streams in the dungeon is, a, is, an, is an idea, perhaps. Uh, by the way, he's got call waiting. So that was a joke everyone used in 1993. Um, so call waiting was <laughs> so much of what we we have to do is educate people on extremely short lived times of um, yeah. of technology, like the car um, phone, for example. Quickly, they meet Detective Tone Loke. Um, detective Tone Loke is the most '90s black man ever to be a detective. Um, also, a detective at Ace Ventura. Yeah. Uh, yes, he says. Um, you expect me to believe this Colonel Cheese or whatever. No, the kids don't expect you to believe. Matter of fact, they were bored by their own origin story. I'm pretty sure any any kid who like realizes they were adopted would love for somebody to come out of nowhere and explain where they came from if they're like secretly princes. That would be the coolest thing in the world to a kid who was adopted. No, they find it very boring. They almost fall asleep. But um uh like, so, uh, where am I taking you kids now that we're trying to find your missing adopted father? Oh, just take us back to our father's home. Our uncle is staying with us. <laughs> uncle Iggy, who's Rob Schneider, in a wheelchair with a Scottish accent and a Hitler mustache for some reason. I don't know why Uncle Iggy, the Scotsman, has a Hitler mustache, but Rob Schneider thought it was fun. What? on earth like it's a hitler mustache like there it's, it's a, not anything else nope I, I will i will i i if you you could argue Ch charlie chaplin mustache but by that point hitler had taken over that that was now a hitler mustache yeah no he kind of rebranded that one yeah um holiday. no um so uh he's like uh, don't make me come out there and beat you with a leg of mine that no longer works because I'll do it. Which was the most famous line from this movie. Is that, which has no context for whatever. Um, Adam Adam is playing his Game Gear. Which is a major, it was the Sega's answer to the Game Boy. And there is a game that clearly shows himself in it and he doesn't recognize that it's himself. That's he, also he, sexist. Why a, wasn't a new game. the Game Gal? I don't know. No. Was that a real thing? I don't remember a Game Gear. Game Gear was a thing. Yeah, it was not not nearly as big because it cost more because it was in color. But Sega was trying to make uh, uh, yeah, okay. game, the Game Gear was the answer. Yeah, yeah. They had they had a a, a sponsorship deal with this movie and Sega Game Gear. Um. Uh. So by the way, the Game Gear shows him the future. He he's supposed to be like a a, a prince that becomes a great seer. But actually, it's the Game Gear that's the great seer, which is kind of weird. Um, 
So Zatch sneaks right past the beat cops that are posted there to watch out for them, but also so do ninjas. So there's a fight scene, um, and Zatch uh, leaves the gas on and a candle burning in the middle of the room, and they run away. The beat cops are killed by ninjas. Um, And uh, they get a few blocks away, and um, like we got to go back home. I don't think you want to go back there, says Rob Schneider. Our friend here left the gas on. Real smart. What if the house blows up? And then the house blows up. And so um, Rob Schneider believes that if he uses a phrase, what if something were to happen, then it will happen. The same way he says, what if the house blows up and it blew up? What if I was actually a king? And he believes he is actually a king. So therefore, that, that proves it. Um, kind of now, you have, now you have no choice but to come with me and to follow your destiny. Your destiny will lead you to Little Patusan, which is like uh, Ch- Chinatown. Um, and you must go to the Imperial Palace, which is a restaurant. Get it? Um, there's, there's, a, there's an old man there, very old man, 117 years old, he looks like. He's, his name is Gumbay. Get it? Like Gumby. They make yeah. a lot of jokes about Gumby. A lot of Gumby jokes. Gumbay, his daughter who must have been born when he was a sprightly 98 years old, (laughs) is Johnny's betrothed. I don't want to get married, says Johnny. Unless, of course, she's former former Miss Teen USA Kelly Who. Then I will definitely want to get married to former Miss Teen USA Kelly Who um, because she's hot. Um, So they have a ceremony where he's introduced to her and he asks her if she wants to go to the mall. 90s humor. Um, uh, (laughs) Next morning... Rob Schneider says, uh, apparently they stayed there that night, uh, being hid from the ninjas. He says, um, Rob Schneider says, man, I, I couldn't sleep last night. The whole place smelled like chow mein. Not Chinese. Not Chinese. The closest, the closest um, um, po- possible connection you could have is like the analog would be like Thailand. All of their, their, um, their, the, this, this, the, the clothing, the decor, the, the worship of elephants is all very Thai. They actually filmed the movie in Thailand, which is why they could get all these ceremonial garbs, because it was all there. So the idea that it smells like chow mein, he also makes a reference later to uh, Johnny being good with fighting with knives, could get a job as a sushi chef. No problem. That's Japanese. He makes a, he makes a joke about how MSG makes you sick. It doesn't. That was a thing people talked about. Uh, okay. Um, he also says like something, something in Spanish, oh. and I was like, the amount of just like ha ha ha, not mm-hmm. white is mm-hmm. a lot. And I understand it was a different time, but even for yeah. the time, this is not good. Yeah. CO says, I loved the Game Gear so much. Took that thing everywhere. Took eight AA batteries that lasted about an hour or two tops. Oh no! Um, it's. I hope Adam had extra uh, batteries for his Game Gear in his backpack or something, uh, because that thing is what is able to tell him. Oh no, they're being attacked in this in this place. We got to go over there. It's a good and, sponsorship and- if you're Game Gear. Honestly, it's like yeah. I am at the crux of the movie, and I am magic, and kids uh, will want to see the future in me. Johnny learns how to fight because it's his destiny to learn how to fight, not because he's trained. He just knows all of a sudden how to fight. Um, uh, so we, they get to get out of there on a, on a shipping vessel. Detective Tone Luck, uh, Tone Loke shows up and they, they have him take a nap. They 
use a nerve hold on him. Um, we show Leslie Nielsen torturing Mac. Um, and your sons are coming to join you in hell. Um, so this is a map war crime. Okay. They, they take, they show on a map, a little like battleship crossing, starting in England. I do not know why. And crossing the Atlantic, going through the Panama Canal and passed through all of the Pacific Ocean, landing in some area between Indonesia and Vietnam. That's where Patusan is. My question is, why would they start in England since the actual place they started was Santa Monica? Like, why? What are we doing? So I, I gotta say, I don't... It's not that I don't fixate on the geography stuff as much as you. I mean, it is, mm. but it's because like I don't really know Like when somebody says 13,000 mm-hmm. miles. This one was so egregious that even I noticed. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> why is this multiple continents? <laughs> like, why, is, yeah. why are Somehow we starting we, further away? We, we find out Tone Loke was able to escape from the handcuffs they put him in because uh, he, they, they, uh, he, he pooped out a key. You sure did, Alex. He sw- he sw- he, I, I swallowed the key. You swall- you, I swallowed it last Tuesday. How did you know you were going to need it? I swallowed it every Tuesday. I mean, whatever whatever kink you're into, Tom Luke. Um, they trudge no through way. the jungle. They get to the they, get, they they go through the jungle. There's some comedy about knives and whether or not there you can buy knives. Um, um, there's a there's they have to find the secret cave where where Johnny will find this these the knives of Quan Tzu. Um, so. We also did get a line earlier that felt kind of out of the way from Loke, where he was like, if dollars to donuts, I would assume that your dad just left without you. Mm -hmm. Like, he's probably fine. He probably just abandoned you, which is supposed to be like, I get what they were trying to accomplish, Mm -hmm. but... uh, it like well, I think what he was trying to say is to like the tension. Like your dad's okay, don't worry about it. He just skipped out. And the kids are like, "But we're risking our lives for our dad." Was I felt like what that was going for? But then we get this like very weird tension of like, I thought you had a sense of duty, and they're like, "We only care about our dad." That's why like them not really having a close relationship felt so messed up. Right, right, yeah. Um. So, um, <clears throat> Zach, like attacks johnny johnny was able to fight him like is like a is like a proving ground prove how good you are a fighter or whatever um they see there's a chain we love it Mm -hmm. they see a chain gang while they're on this very narrow path down there and uh rob sanders says wow this path is super narrow what if somebody fell then adam falls and tone loke grabs onto him but they both fall and they slide down the mountain and they have to mount mount a risk rescue operation um and Kelly Hu is along with them and she uses her feminine wiles says something to them in Patusani to the guards where she entices them to follow her into the into the bushes and then Johnny is there and kicks all of them and says why did you say to them you'll find out on her wedding night so you you decided like hey boys come on over and and at, mm. at what age yeah i don't know 15 they're supposed to be 15 they're supposed to be both. Both of them are supposed to be fifteen years old. That is a very important. Yeah, yeah, it's fifteen <laughs> years old. Um, so they escape with Adam driving stick. Adam always wanted to, to drive a car, so finally gets to driving stick because he could just do that. He could just drive um, manual. Good for him. There's there's a ridiculous joke where like we need something to light this dynamite so we can throw it at him, and Zach just pulls out some cigarettes. It's like I know I should quit. 
Um, and I don't know why you care about that. And then Rob Schneider says, what if you got the patch? And then he turns to the camera and goes, look who I'm talking to. That's the only time anybody breaks the fourth wall. And it's got to be Rob Schneider with that joke. Um, so they got away. They blew up all the bad soldiers following them with dynamite. They got away. Hooray. Now they have a whole, the chain gang is now their, their army. But now they've got to get to the island that they're on, which is not actually Patusan. Patusan is the other island where Leslie Nielsen is across this thing. They can't get to it from the beach to the to the other island because there's all these guns trained at this thing. But we can't get it from the other side because they don't have a boat. So, Adam, what should we do? And he starts looking around at all these, all these trees and he starts seeing surfboards in his mind. And he says, are Patusanis any good at word carving and stuff? We are among the best in the world. Next, like jump to they everybody's got a surfboard. Like there's 50 surfboards that have been made out. What is this? Three weeks later? How long does this movie think it takes to carve a surfboard out of a growing tree? You'd have to cut down the tree, plane it into boards. Like, like I, I have no doubt that the greatest worth carvers in the world could make a tree into a surfboard. But, but it would so take also- them several days. And would they immediately know the right density? And so, like, I don't know. I feel like you would need a prototype, even if you were the best in the world. It's a surfboard. It's and then Johnny's just like, "All right, guys, practice jumping up onto the board while standing on the beach." All right, you all know how to surf now. <laughs> and Rob Schneider's like, "This is going to surprise you guys, but I've never surfed in my life." Like we know, no uh, but you have it within you. Then they, they all paddle. They all paddle out. Then they all surf into the beach of the other place. And they all, all of them, including some very old men, scale a sheer cliff face to get to the top of this mountain so they can mount a surprise attack. It's all fine. Everyone's an expert rock climber. Everyone's an expert surfer. Everyone's an expert woodworker. Everyone's an expert rock climber. They get up there. They mount a surprise attack. And it works perfectly. Like, Zatch gets shot. With a revolver that 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 Colonel Chi had on him, um, because he he pushes Johnny out of the way, uh, and and you know he takes the bullet. All the all the kung fu action, top notch. I won't I won't say anything, anything bad, bad about it. It's all very good. Ernie Reyes, senior, longtime stunt coordinator. He was a stunt coordinator for this. He knows how to do this. Ernie Reyes, junior, great protege in martial art. It's all fine, except for the fact that now Ernie Reyes, junior, has to fight Leslie Nielsen wearing a suit of armor. And uh, it, he almost loses. If it were not for the fact that Adam, with his game gear, is causing his weird robotic hand to malfunction. Including where it reaches down and grabs himself by the junk. Which is a major turning point. It, this man dabacadoed himself. <laughs> which is the end of this fight scene. Grab because then twisted. Um, then uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., pushes him into the water surrounding this temple they're fighting on and Leslie Nielsen goes he he, he dies. So they won. Um, And then uh, the actually the best thing in the whole movie happens which is the speech uh, that where the guy abdicates the monarchy. He dissolves the monarchy. This 15 year old kid is like totally he says uh, what does he say um 
My first act as king is to dissolve the monarchy and give the governments to, to its people, because it's your destiny to be free. We are all created equal, just like because I was born into royalty. I'm no different from you. Just put my, my face on a stamp or a 50-cent piece and call it a day. Great. Can we do that with every monarchy? <laughs> he's, he's so wise beyond his years that I he realizes, so. let's just do this. He just, he institutes a constitutional republic. Just good for him. I feel like I was, if you were 15, you'd be like, I'm going to rule everything. Oh my God. And that this. Rob well, Schneider still thinks that he is going to actually be revealed as the real king. And when he does, any woman that he asks to go out with him, if they say no, he's going to throw them in the dungeon. That's who Rob Schneider is. And that is who most 15-year-olds would be if they actually so the became the 30-year-old is the 15-year-old. And the 15-year-old right. is closer to the 30-year-old. Yeah. I feel like... A great deal of nothing happened in this movie considering how much happened in this movie. Right. Like, I, I glossed over the last half of the movie to get yeah, us under did. our 60-minute time limit. Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of a lot, a lot of just... But it also is meaningless. Correct. You, you, know? you glossed over half the movie and still covered everything essential in the movie. Like, that's, yeah. that's not a good use of time in a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Leslie Nielsen was such a weird choice. Yeah. Um, not because of him, but because of who they. No, 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 no. Have no. a play. Yes, be this beca because be because because of him, Leslie Nielsen has de decided because he could only be in movies that were like Naked Gun at this time. I'm just going to turn this into Naked Gun whenever I'm on t I'm on TV. I'm on whenever I'm on screen. The movie is Naked Gun. It's just he died it's... via dabacatoing himself. <laughs> it's this Leslie Nielsen's problem. That was his idea. That wasn't the script. Not only by dabacatoing himself, but because Game Gear was messing with his robotic right. arm. Mm -hmm. Like Ryan, I know you love this movie. Okay, nothing happened. Nothing of consequence happened. No, especially because they 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 were able to get Leslie Nielsen off the throne, but he never should have been on the throne in the first place if his dad had just put his son on the throne to get rid of the people to begin with. Or That's whatever. the other thing is, like, I feel like Mac just kind of... They, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, no, Mac, Mac's hanging out. He's there. He's fine. He's okay, I guess. Just chilling. He's just chilling. He says that me and my bride are going back to America to take our SATs, but we'll come back here one day. Okay, here's this. A tyrant was killed, democracy brought to a country. Right. You could do that in about six minutes. Yeah. they, they it, it was 96 minutes for this movie. That's the problem. It felt very long for a 96-minute a movie, too. And it was probably, like, what, an hour and a half of, like, non-credits and stuff? Yeah. 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 Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry you find revolution to be nothing. Get the get the so far out of here. Get the flick get the flick out of here. I mean, I'm doing a dance. That's how far out it is. Get 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 the flick out of here. Get 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 the flick out of here. We'll see you next week, guys. R e s p e c t. 
click the subscribe button and find out what it means to me. Nah, that doesn't have a ring to it. But if you like videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, subscribe now.